Welcome to the Music Business Podcast. Whether you're an aspiring music business professional or a seasoned vet, every Thursday, the Music Business Podcast brings you the trends, tactics, and insights from some of the world's brightest minds in music. I'm Jordan Williams of EQC Management. And I'm Sam Heisel from Knox. We're not teachers. We're entertainment industry professionals, drinkers, wannabe comedians, and most importantly, fans. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Music Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Williams, with my co-host, Sam Heisel. How you doing, Sam? I'm good, man. Excited to get this intro over with. <laughs> right, think, right. T- Let's get 11. to the podcast. Let's get to the podcast. So today we actually have Elliot Robinson, who used to work with Sam Heisel. Sam, you want to give him some background on your experience with him? Elliot Robinson, one of the most talented Instagram marketers I know. Elliot and I first crossed paths when we were working together at Vayner. Uh, he was in charge of helping spearhead Gary V's Instagram growth. And I think in under about two years, he helped him go from 660,000 followers to over 2.2 million. And how old was he when he did this? Um, like tw- 20, 21. 20, 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, you look at in- Gary's continued growth trajectory on Instagram. I mean, a lot of it was the tactics that kind of Elliot came in to, to spearhead and really just supercharges Instagram growth. So it's the same tactics we talk about in this episode, the same tactics that are going to be able to help you guys grow your artists, grow your brands, grow your labels, your personal brands, whatever it may be. Um, Elliot also helped build up at Dunk on Instagram, which is one of the largest basketball media networks on Instagram. Uh, yep. So it's, I mean, if you guys want to help blow up your Instagram, this is the episode for you. What did you think, man? Um, and I think the most interesting thing is that he ended up pivoting based on the career that he previously had. So now he's helping Dennis Rodman make a mixtape. He's helping Dennis Rodman put together the artist for it, the marketing for it. I remember when he called me to get one of my clients on a mixtape. I was like, Dennis Rodman's making a mixtape? I was like kind of confused, you know, but it seems like he's making this whole thing a legitimate process and he's doing it through the experience that he has from building Dunk and these other pages. So it's su- it'll be super interesting for our listeners to hear how he did that for sure. For sure. Influencer marketing, Instagram growth. You want to blow up on, on the gram? This episode's for you. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Enjoy. Elliot was cracking now, <laughs> man. How you feeling, bro? You can't start like that. You gotta like introduce the podcast. Like, yo, we, do, we record intros and outros after the fact. Oh, that's so we're gonna fake. You cloud it up like after. Said, that's we'll fake. The, that's how we doing it, bro. You don't have to be on. <laughs> no. The first thing we're gonna ask you though is, you know, what do you do? So if you want to intro yourself, oh shit, you can do that. You just put me on the spot. I did put I you on the spot, man. Yeah, exactly. I flipped right, the turn the table. I'm man. like mad nervous now. Who the I'm fuck like, are you, bro? How close are we supposed to be to the? You want to be close? Right about Real close, like here. That's mad close. Kind of weird, bro. That's mad close, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, what's up? My name's Elliot Robinson. If you, how much did you did you tell them anything about me in the intro? Yeah, we got it. Cool. So they know it. Like all you gotta know is what's going on in this episode. Like if you like me, you like me from this episode. That's that's what's, that's what's Damn, going on. Yeah, you're probably the first guest to ever look at the camera too. <laughs> you look straight at yeah, the camera, bro. That's what we gotta do. All right, word. Uh, in that case, was that weird? Yeah, it was kind of. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give us a little bit of background. I know we talked a little bit about. What you've done, what a little bit about what you're working on, but we'd love to hear from your perspective. Like, how'd you first really start to get into this kind of social media game? Obviously, you've been doing a lot there, uh, but like, what started it? And Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Warfare Two, yeah. You guys play that shit? Yeah, hell yeah, I played it, bro. Best game of all time. Uh, I started editing videos and putting them on YouTube. Okay, that was the first thing I ever did. I don't know if you knew that, Sam. 
How old were um, you at the time? Because Modern Warfare 2 came out a while ago, didn't it? I, I was probably like 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was mad young. Uh, put them out. I charged. <laughs> I charged $1. For a video edit that took me 10 hours. Wow. <laughs> That's like a 10 cent an hour. Yeah. Salary. It's not good. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, got into the game. Then started an account. I've told this story so many times. It's just boring to me. But uh, took pictures of sunsets on Instagram yeah. in yeah. 2011. Mm-hmm. We were following. Got like 5,000 followers. I was so proud, bro. Yeah. Uh, we should, you should flash some pictures. Of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, bro, just wallpapers <laughs> on my iPhone 4. Mad talented. Like, use Camera Plus. It was an app. I'd edit, like, a moon. I'd edit a rainbow in. People were like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> then fell off. Then 2013, got back into Instagram and video editing, combined them, and started a profile called Dunk. And then... Boom. Right on, that's, man. That's a good intro. That's yeah, better yeah. than a weird ass intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's what's up, man. Um... It's been cool to see firsthand a lot of the, the growth you've been able to drive, not only for Gary's accounts, but obviously the, the different accounts you've been running and then some of the cool partnerships you've been working on. Yeah. Um, with that said, I mean, I know this is kind of a, a broad, loaded question, but really just want to jump right into it. Like, what do you feel are some of the most important factors to focus on when really trying to kind of grow a large and engaged following on Instagram? Closer? Closer? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dude, I remember seeing, do you see the, the, the Kashi 69 interview where he's talking to Angie Martinez? He's always like talking here. You can barely hear. You're like, fuck you, Takashi. Like talking to the microphone. <laughs> Don't be Takashi. We'll yeah, say I'm, at the beginning I'm, of every I'm, interview. I'm, I'm gonna be Elliot. Um, yeah. The biggest thing is, do you have content that people want to see? That's the biggest thing. Like, is your shit interesting? Mm-hmm. And that understanding that the because the more you grow and the more people you get to see your stuff, everyone who you get to see your stuff is just a gateway for them to continuously follow your stuff. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you get a million people, this is the biggest thing. Where, like. If someone blows up with a viral video and they don't have a lot of content prior to, it's the worst thing that can happen to them because they got their chance and they blew up and they didn't have anything. They didn't build. A f- it's the old cliche thing of like, you got to build a foundation. Mm-hmm. You got to build a ground before you build the building. Right. If you just build a building and get a viral video, that might be great. But if you build a foundation, there's a way larger chance that the audience that you get from that, that they stick. So like the biggest thing when growing a, a fan base is, just do you and do good shit. And if it happens, it happens. And if when when it happens, it's going to just like people are going to get way more into you as a person or as a brand if you have good shit prior to blowing up, quote unquote. Totally. So after you've created content and obviously there's no, I mean, ongoing optimization, ongoing testing, seeing what's sticking and whatnot. But what are some of the, on the kind of the more like distribution side, like after you've created an awesome video yeah. and click post, um, or even before you click post and you're actually like optimizing the the post itself, like what are some of the the key things you focus on on the distribution side? Um, when I started off, it was understanding uh, what platform you're on. Obviously, if you're in, we're gonna probably segment and talk more and more about Instagram because that's sure. that's like the number one platform right now on social. And the biggest thing for me and and for anyone who who's looking to grow is how do you find people who already have an audience within what you're trying to grow. If you're creating content, that's great. That's yeah. step number one, create good content. But then how do you get people to see your stuff? Which is, A, how, is it hashtags? Is it this? That's also played out. You got to figure out who are the bigger players within your field. So if you're creating a hip-hop podcast, it's a great way to find people who are influential or have a following in the hip-hop space. Something I would do for you is, there's so many big and large hip-hop accounts like at rap, straight bars, especially on Instagram. If you can interview the founders of, of those accounts and create some good content surrounding that and then have them put your podcast on 
That's what I would do. Find someone who already has an audience and is an authority in the space Mm -hmm. and try to not migrate that audience because it sounds like you're stealing, but try to find some way to provide value to them. And that's all that's I I hate the word provide value because everyone says it all the time, but try to find a way to help them the way you guys would be helping them would be you're showing their backstory. You're you're giving them good content to post. You're giving them X, you're giving them Y. um, And then you just, they're going to organically and naturally, they're going to push it. For sure. For sure. I think you, uh, in a different interview, you spoke a little bit about like the four C's. This is so five C's. This is a five profe- C's. This is professional, but That's it was right. four C's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> square, yeah. Uh, yeah, close, close. Five mm-hmm. C's. What are they? Um, count. No, I'm just. Um, it's content. Count cash. Count, yeah, count cash. <laughs> That's two C's. <laughs> count cash. <laughs> squares. <laughs> count money with both your hands. Um. It's content, collaboration, consistency, and then community, and then community number two. Um, content is what we said. Create shit that people want to see. Mm-hmm. And I'd say more importantly, create stuff that's genuine to you. If you starting a podcast just to start a podcast, that's like, huh. If you're starting a podcast because you love hip-hop and you want to talk to people within the industry, it's going to work long-term. And that's the biggest thing of like, you can give all these tactics, but how much of it is going to work in the long-term? And it's only going to work if you enjoy it. Right. And working is super subjective, but it's going to work, meaning you're going to enjoy it, and mm-hmm. then you're going to do more, and then you're going to try to get it out to as many outlets as possible. That's what working means for me. And I'm not talking like work. I mean like work as in it works. Right, right, right. right. Um, so that's content is number one. Right. Um, collaboration is what I just said. Right. Like get people on the show and try to get some of their audiences. Or if you guys grow to a bigger music platform or whatever it is, a bigger music podcast, I would arguably go on other people's bigger podcasts mm-hmm, right. and like speak about it. And you can talk back and forth because then like you might be offering something different, whether what they're offering and they're, they might be offering something different that you guys are offering on the podcast. So that's number two, collaboration, especially in Instagram. If you have a large account, you can either view a comp- them as a competitor or as a collaborator. Mm-hmm. And if you view them as a competitor, every day is going to be fucking hell because right. you're going to look at everything they're like, oh, I got to do that. Oh, why are they doing that? Oh, oh my God, they're growing quicker than me. Or you view them as a collaborator like, oh shit, that's amazing that they're growing. We should do something together. And the more they grow, the more I grow. Right. And that's how I grew initially. So that's collaboration. And you can be creative with collaboration. You cannot, yada, yada, yada. Then consistency is like putting out a podcast every week, right? Right. Putting out a podcast and not, and that's what, if you go back to number one, you got to do it because you enjoy it and it needs to genuinely be that. You'll get all of this. It'll just right. fall into place. Right, 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 right. So all these C's are actually don't matter unless what you're doing is actually something you want to do. Right, right for sure. Um, so consistency is just consistent in putting it out and like getting a schedule, putting it out at 5 p.m. every Friday because that creates user behavior. That creates a user behavior so people will know, oh, 5 p.m., Sam, they, like they're going to release a podcast. What, what are you guys going to call this podcast? The Music Business Podcast. So they will know the Music Business Podcast is releasing at 5 p.m. every Friday. Right. And you guys do it consistently every week. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Um, and like on Instagram, if you post, if you consistently engage with your audience, it's just doing shit on our routine basis because right, the more you sure. do it the more the audience will be in tune oh every every day we're making a pun like every day we're tagging this person in the comments and then it becomes like kind of a community right right, right. and that segues into the third fourth one which is community like if you have a podcast and you have 10 listeners you gotta like if you can somehow figure out who they are i'd reach out to them and thank them right or you have people submit shit like respond to comments all of this cliche bullshit stuff like Engage with your community and actually build a community right. of like what I try to do is what I recently did on Instagram was 
we created DM groups. So I said, hey, I'm going to start a direct message group on Instagram with the, the, the main account that I have, Dunk. What were, I, who wants to be in it? A thousand people commented. I literally sat for an entire Sunday and created groups with 35 people or 33 is the max on Instagram. Um, and it called it Dunk DM Group 1, Dunk DM Group 2. And we did 100 of those. Mm-hmm. So 3,300 people now in, actually, no, we didn't do 100. We did 10 of them. Sorry. Yeah. 330. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fucking clicking. <laughs> yeah, 10, 10, 10 DM groups, um, 33 people in each. They're all engaging with them every single day. That's they awesome. didn't know each other before. Now what they're doing is they're sending memes. I can ask them for things too. Like if I don't have anything to post, I can be like, yo, anyone got any funny basketball videos? And they'll send it. And I can, I'll be able That's to awesome. post it. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll post it and I'll say, send via DM group five. And that creates more. And everyone's like, hey, can you add me to this DM group? What is right, right, right. And you know, like building the community totally. and then like finding integral ways of doing that. Um, and then community number two also kind of goes back to collaboration. But if you don't have a community to do this to, how do you engage with a hip hop? How do you go to other people's pages and become part of the conversation of that community mm-hmm. to then somehow siphon them towards yours? So if there's another, if there's a large account on Instagram at rap, let's take at rap, for example, and every single post you're engaging and you're, you're raising valuable points on the content that they post. And you're like, yeah, Takashi69 is a, is a mastermind and genius because XYZ. Or I don't like uh, the way Blockboy JB is going about his career right now. I feel like he's turning into the new designer mm-hmm. because he put out one song. He became the biggest in the world. He got co-signed by Drake the same way. Um, what's his name? Um, designer got co-signed by Kanye. And then they're gonna they're both high energy. They both had a dance. Designer had the dab. Blockboy had the shoe. But they're both kind of falling off now. So if you go and do that, on like accounts or community, other I say communities that are are already built, you're going to become part of their community. Right. Even Reddit is like the biggest one. Where like if you can come become part of a Reddit community, then you can siphon them if you have something valuable. Right. But once again, all these C's only the only help your main thing if you have valuable content. Right. So like every single person who clicks your profile or looks at you, it's only a gateway for them to. It's like it. It doesn't guarantee anything. You can do all of this. You can get a million people to view your shit, but if it's not good, they're not going to stick. And that's the biggest thing. Nope. Oh. Yeah. Um. So when you collaborated, when you were starting Dunk, your first few collaborations, what did those look like? Because obviously we know what we know what shoutouts are, and we yeah. know what paid shoutouts are, and we know the mm-hmm. opportunities that you can do in terms of spending money. Um. But you know, as somebody who's just starting out like you were with Dunk, what are some of the first collaborations you had and what is some of the what's some of the value you provided to the I think other it's fun people if I have or vice versa? On. I'm gonna show you. Maybe we cut. Do you guys do any cutting in this episode, yeah, yeah. in this segment? I'm gonna show you because I found it was so funny. I found <clears throat> I found an old direct message from twenty thirteen. And that's the good thing about Instagram and, and all this is you can literally look back. So this is this is what I did twenty fourteen. I sent it to a page who was larger than me. And I literally said, hey, I comment on his post. Hey, if I make videos for you, will you tag me in it? He's like, sure. I direct messaged him and I literally made a video. Um, It's not loading now. I don't know why. But I literally made them videos pretty much every week and they would post it and tag me. So that was one of the first ones, right? Making videos for other pages. Literally just making videos for them. Because I fucking loved it. I was like, that doesn't matter. Like, I'll make a video if you can give me exposure. It's so funny. All this will come organically If if, if, like… Along the way, of course, it's good to have pointers. This is a great thing. There might be a video editing kid who's in hip hop is like, oh shit, 
and now he doesn't become the biggest, but right. all of it comes organically. Right, for yeah. sure. So that's one of the big, first collaborations. And then when I grew a base, I would do it and I'd say, hey, you post this video for me, I'll post one for you because now I can offer you exposure and you can offer me exposure. Right. And then we'd literally do something called shout out for shout out, which means I shout you out. Yeah. I co-sign you. It's the biggest thing in the rap. You co-sign someone. I co-sign you and you co-sign me. So Drake, it's like literally jumping on a verse with someone. Right. Drake's like, yo, Kanye, I'll give you a verse. You give me one. Yeah, yeah. And then what you it's do is your swap deal. Swap deal, right? Yeah. And you're just literally, you just cross Paul. Everything's the same. You just have to take <laughs> it from one industry and apply it to the next. Right. You literally are just cross-pollinating your audiences. And that's one of the big first things I did. It's the, bro, if I was a rapper or whatever, I'd be getting on everyone's fucking track. And Gary always talks about this, like sure. country. It's like, like, bro, it's I'd be like Todd Dallas side. Todd Dollar Sign's on every track right now. Is he? Yeah. And he's doing well. He's doing well. See? And I think there's value in being, not exclusive, but like, you can't be too out there, I think. Right. There's like, it's such an interesting balance. If you're good enough, if you kill every verse, of course, but there is one, there is a thing is too much music. For sure. Well, that depends on your brand too. Yeah. Like what, like Frank Ocean doesn't have a ton of features, but he's still obviously Frank Ocean. Yeah. As opposed right. to like Bruno Lil, Mars. Right. Prime exactly. example. Every song he puts out, 300 million streams, but how much does he actually put out? Right. Like, and like how many, how many songs does he make with other people? As opposed to like Lil Wayne in like the mid 2000s, he was like on every single track. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. T-Pain in like the late right. 2000s, like every mm-hmm. single track. Have you, you know seen I mean? the Carter documentary? No, I need to check that oh out. Oh my god. I I was I was like Lil Wayne is overrated. I literally said that. <laughs> Dang. I, no, 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 because I didn't grow up with I didn't I like Lollipop, oh, but I, I didn't I, grow I, up with him. I'm a big Lil Wayne fan. Dude, you have to watch his documentary. It shows his fucking it shows his drug addiction, all of this, but you're like, this guy's so clear-minded still. Yeah. And he's literally putting out tracks all the time. He doesn't yeah. write it. I didn't I he doesn't write his things. He does it off the dome. Like he thinks he doesn't have any writing. Like he doesn't have any writing of any of his lyrics. He says, "I don't want to die, and then I don't want them to find my shit and sell it." Like there was someone that, <laughs> that happened to. Like, and then after that documentary, I was like, "Lil Wayne's the fucking shit." Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One interesting thing to think about is uh, Lil Wayne. I mean, in his prime, I'd say like mid, yeah, yeah. mid, late two thousands. Um, I mean, like Facebook was around. I definitely wouldn't say like Instagram and stuff was like yeah. popping. What do you feel are some of the things that made Wayne so great at that time that can transfer over into this like social first age. I mean, he was just super talented, right? Yeah. He literally said, I'll record anywhere, anyhow, I'm not fancy. And he, you see in the documentary, he was just putting shit up in his hotel room there on the tour bus and he was just rapping and putting shit out. Right. I, I would say like just volume, right? Yeah. Volume of quality shit. If you put out volume of good videos or volume of good podcasts, Sooner or later, it's going to catch on. And sure. he was just a machine who just kept producing. Right. And if you have that audience that he also had built, he had the yeah. audience and the volume. And he kept saying, I'm the greatest rapper alive because no yeah. one would really compare. And he was on top of it. What's interesting is how someone like that can still fall off. Yeah. Like he's not, like kids just don't know who Lil Wayne is is right. as much right now. And maybe that's his contract with cash money and right, like right, right. whatever it is. Like for sure. It's still interesting how you can be on top of the game like that and still like trickle down, totally. which is what I respect Drake the most. Been, oh, yeah, like, yeah, stayed relevant for a while for sure. Like, the most yeah. relevant. One interesting thing too about Wayne, I remember No Ceilings, the mixtape was literally just a mixtape of remixes of other hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he had a bunch of them like that. Yeah. 
And that's like the community kind of thing, I would say, community number two. Like everything is going to trickle over to each other. Is if you, you, he had the fan base, but if he does a remix of a track, the original people who love that band or artists who did he did the remix of it is probably going to listen to the remix he made, right? For sure. And then he's going to be able to to migrate some of of those people. It's Fifty Cent, I think, invent not invented it, but I just watched after the little Wayne. I went in there, genius little, <laughs> you know, when you watch YouTube and you yeah, click all these yeah, videos, sure. yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah. Fifty Cent did that. Also, he literally just remakes hot tracks, mm-hmm. and he's like, no one's safe. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, jump yeah. on your track in two seconds. Right, yeah. right. And I think yeah, that's like. The, migrating like the community from other people who already built in for sure one thing i mean you mentioned the like share for share like going on a like a deeper like tactical level like you have share for shares you Mm -hmm. have like engagement pods where like you like 10 people like and comment on Mm -hmm. 10 people's posts and they do it for everybody else in the group Mm like i mean engagement pods specifically is that a valuable tactic you think people should be using um i think it definitely works if you do it right and if you do it consistently and if you understand viral content and you have quality accounts that you do it with um, I do know that Instagram is breaking down on it. Like they're punishing people who are doing it, but um, it definitely works. I've seen people grow a million followers literally just by liking and commenting other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did it because I, I was lazy. I didn't get someone to do it. I didn't feel like commenting and liking on people, other people's stuff. I should have gotten an interview to grow. But it's if you understand viral content, yes, for sure. And it definitely factors into the algorithm. Like without like humble brag, without bragging, LeBron follows one of our accounts. When he likes, oh, you one fancy, of, bro? No, yeah, hella fancy. <laughs> but when he likes one of our posts, um, like it gets more views than any other shit. Yeah, so it obviously works for sure because it feeds it to people who follow LeBron and right. they're explore feeding whatever it is. But um, I wouldn't base your entire like I wouldn't lay the foundation of like for like groups because that's like yeah. a very sketchy foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like sure. not paying for it. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, um, but they do. I, yeah, I would say they do work less now than before, and they are cracking down on it for sure. On the collaboration side, obviously, when artists collaborate on a song, mm-hmm. it's a big ordeal. Would you say it was called swap swaps swaps? So, like, if if you collaborate with the artist on their song, yeah, they just owe you a verse. Yeah, There's no money. Yeah, transfers swap deal. Yeah. This is the greatest thing. Um, so smart. So yeah, that's awesome. That definitely is a is a big commitment, right? Like being on each other's songs. Yeah. When you go down a like level of collaboration, like what do you what are some cool like content things you're seeing different artists do when it comes to collaborations where they're able to still cross pollinate each other's audiences, but it mm. doesn't necessarily require like creating a song together. Right. Um or like artists specifically? Yeah. I mean, is it just like shout out I mean Going to an event together and organically shooting, uh, showing stories. I'm yeah. just trying to think, like, what are tactical different things? If I'm if I'm an artist, 20, 50k followers. There's obviously tons yeah. of other yeah. artists in that realm. Live in New York. What do what what do when I provide value? Like, what's the ask or offer I bring to the table when hitting up another artist to do some sort of collab? That's not a song. Um, going outside of the artist spectrum, I think the the people who mastered it early on social media was like. The Rock and Kevin Hart. Obviously, they're two humongous profiles, mm-hmm. two huge social followings. Um, what they did is, you remember when they did the selfie videos? I never thought of it, but they essentially, The Rock would do a selfie video and mm-hmm. Kevin Hart would do a selfie video and The Rock would start talking and then Kevin Hart would start the screen like, <laughs> this is my video. No, bitch, this is my video. Yeah. <laughs> and I never thought of it then, but I was like, holy shit. What they were doing was they were literally giving each other a shout out by just you know by they were on the the same same room right 
So that's a, that's a smart way. If you're 20 to 50K, that's going to look hella weird because no one's going to know who that other person is. They're like, you look like a fool. Yeah, what I would do, like, just get together. The simplest thing is taking a picture together. Like, right. yo, I, and it's got to be organic too because otherwise it's going to be like, yo, I love what this guy's doing. Like, shout out to him. We're not mm-hmm. even shout Like, go check him out. If, 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 if you like my music, you sure as hell will like his or like, this is just a homie. Like, go like, support, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Yeah. I just wanted to post, post this up. For sure. And then you can do, like, you can get in the studio. You can go live. You can talk to people. You can do a Q&A session. Like, yeah. if uh, if Lil Wayne and Lil Uzi went on together and they did, like, a Q&A live on Instagram, on both of their Instagrams, that'd be huge. Like, yeah. they'd be cross-pollinating like, like a motherfucker. If Trippy Red and, and Blockboy, like, if two huge artists do it, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen a lot of it yet. Maybe it's because I'm not too big in the... Well, like, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, I'd i love for you to do some research and, like, tell me, like, what are some of the... You know what I mean? For sure. That's a huge... You see a lot of people one. post FaceTimes with oh. each other. Yeah, because um, you can do that now. What, FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like but yeah. FaceTime and hip-hop are just, like, so yes. hand-in-hand. Like, yeah. everybody I meet at hip-hop That's is like, one. hit me up on FaceTime. I'm like, bro. Yeah, I know, call, man. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's funny because I see That's people good. FaceTiming, too. And they screenshotting it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I also see people FaceTiming, like, especially in hip-hop, where mm-hmm. they just hold the phone, like, to their face. Yeah. And they're not, <laughs> you, like, they're not even looking like, at each other. Yeah, yeah. FaceTime audio is the greatest hack of all time, by the way. Like, FaceTime audio. Like not a lot of people do it, but the quality's quality and it's crisp, and you're not yeah. talking, you're not showing. Like when you wake up, you don't want to be Facetime with it. Yeah, and like when you Facetime like this, and you're out, and it's just for weird. sure. I don't like Facetime um, audio as much though because it's, it's real crisp. So like people can hear when I'm like typing on my computer and then like, it's what rude, are you doing? Or like yeah, yeah, I, like everybody can hear exactly what I'm doing every time I'm Facetime yeah. audio. Facetime, that's a good one, Sam. Yeah, the screenshot is such a classic on Instagram. You see, mm. some, it's it's such an easy piece of content for sure and like yeah who was it uh, it was Kanye West and uh, Rich the Kid mm-hmm. when Kanye was like no one could get a hold of him Rich the Kid was like FaceTiming with him yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when everyone was like who the fuck is Rich the <laughs> right, Kid literally right, 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 right. Um, and he's posted a screenshot of him and Kanye FaceTiming that's a great one mm-hmm. is the call. share for share inorganic between artists I mean I feel like it probably you could do share for, I mean, so there's two, you have like people and artists and then you have these like media accounts like at yeah. rap, at yep. dunk. Like I feel like you could probably have better luck doing the share for share with the like the media accounts versus yeah. you have to balance the, the authenticity here as an of artist Of course, too. but like look at Travis Scott. I'm sure there's no way in hell as many artists post his album cover yesterday as if he didn't pay or didn't produce a campaign for it. Every single Eric Bellinger, Trippy Red, every single person who's big on Instagram they were posting Travis Scott's album artwork right. yesterday. That's a share for a share. Right. He probably like, yo, like I'll give you on, I'll, I'll give you on a verse. Like I'll do something right, right, and right. post my and it works. Yeah. Like I listened to Astroworld. I didn't even I literally did not listen to Mac Miller or YG yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and they both dropped. And yeah. they're both amazing artists. YG's the hook god. Like I didn't listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone was posting about Travis. Mm-hmm. And of course the hype two years that that's gonna transcend like why it's it doesn't matter. Like so many people were posting, it was always top of mind. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. dope. So yeah. one side is the, um, obviously like paying for shout outs. Like I know you help run some campaigns with Dunk, like you get paid to shout out and do some really fun brand deals. Yeah. Um, is monetary investment or like paying for shout outs necessary to growing quick? No, but 
it'll obviously jumpstart it. <laughs> you know, like if yeah. you have money and you have valuable content and it's it works when you do shout out, you should invest as much as you can in it. Mm-hmm. Because it jump starts. If you don't have a large platform, that's an easy way you can get on other people's larger platforms. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I got a question. Um, just working in the industry, you know, yeah. I've seen I've I've seen with I've seen a, a few artists that have a lot of social followers yeah. and, and a lot obviously a lot that don't have as many, but they their Spotify streams will be the opposite. Yeah. So like see somebody have like a million streams, right? And they're and they're and you know, every month, but the, you know, five thousand people follow them on Instagram, as opposed to yeah. somebody who has like, you know, five hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And has like sixty thousand streams. Like, yeah, like sixty thousand streams yeah. a month. Yeah. So um as somebody who's in that field and in that world a little more, what yeah. does that mean to you? And what does that mean to do you think the music industry where things like that don't don't connect? Um I mean, I think those are anomalies or things that, that not don't happen as often, but if you have, if you're in a place where you're getting a million streams a month and only have 5,000 Instagram followers, you're in a great place because mm-hmm. Instagram followers don't matter as much, I would say. They do, but they don't. It's such a weird balance. Like, it right. really matters because I was, I was, I managed a music artist. You know this for a mm-hmm. while. I, exactly. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but I managed someone. His name was Bizanji and was it is he's not dead uh, not <laughs> his name was Bazanji. We, we we deaded the deal i deaded him no, but... <laughs> yeah he was in that spot i think he had like 150,000 monthly listeners which is good on spotify but he had 2,000 followers i was like yo your music's good like let me just sit down with you i reframed the entire social strategy and then we just ran a campaign and now he's at I think he just signed to a record label. It's like not official, but I'm pretty sure he just signed to a label. It's awesome. Um, no, it's not awesome. I got zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. But um, that's a great way. And that's where someone like me or someone who's good at social can literally come in and revamp their entire, like, they did the hard part. Now it's the easy part of like, all right, let's get you to 250,000 followers. Let's verify you. Let's... Let's just grow your social audience because you already have that catalog. It goes back mm-hmm. to what we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. If you have the catalog of of all these music, if you have all this music, you have all these mixtapes, all these albums on Spotify, but no one knows about you on social. If you start promoting on social smart and you get the people to come and view your shit and then listen, they're going to be way more inclined to stick if they because sure. you already have it, right? And then holy shit, I, why, why haven't I heard of this guy before? Versus if you just build the biggest thing, I think people are doing now is like fat boy i love him he's super smart but now everyone's trying to be an artist and i it just doesn't connect for me like if you're a fat boy i'm never gonna listen to your music mm-hmm. right because there's just even if you have eight million fo- million followers it's just not what i was there for right what you can do if you have a following on spotify and not on social is you're there for the music then like I'm an artist first and I'm able to grow my profile and I still have the catalog on the back end and it's way harder than growing on Spotify than it is on social. So I think it's, it's an advantage for, for people who, who have a few Instagram followers and a lot of Spotify because you can hire someone like me who can fix the, the Instagram shit easy. Right. You go to the biggest accounts, you create some viral content, you freestyle all of it. This, this is what we did with Zangie. We freestyle over the hottest beat right then and there. We made it into a meme, like the picture in the bottom, the white background, yeah. the black text. And we distributed it on all the biggest pages within hip-hop on both Instagram and Facebook. And he literally went viral every single one we did. Right. And he went from 2,000 to 250,000 followers. 
Were you paying for a lot of those shout outs? Or? Yeah. yeah. But they were translating into streams. He was sure. at 125 or 150 when we started. And when I left, it was at like 280,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. He went up like 4 million Spotify streams and 3 million SoundCloud streams, whatever it was. Right. And those are fans that are probably going to be there for life for if sure. he keeps putting out consistently good music. So it's investing into your career. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that said, I think you're obviously you're working on a lot of um, like brand deals. I mean, the influencer marketing as an industry and helping run campaigns for artists, for yeah. brands that tap into a bunch of different influencers. You were just talking to the success of growing Bazanji. Uh, what do you feel... Like, what do you think is next, or where do you see like the influencer marketing industry as a whole going? I think is I think music is super on the forefront of all marketing, right? Yeah. Like you know, this working. Like everyone's just so on it. Atlantic, Alamo, Interscope, they know how to do it. They just don't know how to do it correctly. I think. So I think the next step is they're already hitting up all these media pages. Like they're doing it. They started doing it this year, maybe last. We were doing it three years ago, so we were on the forefront of it before it, but they're not doing it correctly yet. They're mm -hmm. just sending him a TV commercial or their music video straight. Right. They're not like formatting it correctly. They're right, not right. optimizing the captions. So I think the next steps are like the optimization, at least for labels, the optimization of it. Totally. You know what I mean? Of for like, sure. They're not doing what, what would make their dollars most well spent. For sure. Um, I think the other thing is collaboration with influencers. I think Jake Paul was funny and he did it when he did the song and it blew up on the internet and, and whatnot. But it shows that influencers really do. It was, he was the number one song on YouTube. He like, the song with Gucci is every day, bro. Like that shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, we can shake our heads, but like, he had Gucci definitely got to check out that song though. Yeah, but. for sure. But like it, it was initially without Gucci. There's no swap there. That was just a straight check. Yeah, for that was, <laughs> yeah, now you're learning what the deals are like. <laughs> yeah, that was just straight up cash deal. But I think it is collaborating with some people. Like we saw this. What's his name? Do, 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 ukulele man. You know ukulele, ukulele. guy. Ukulele man. You <laughs> no, you've seen him. There was this guy. Hey, bro, who, you know him, bro. No, you no. definitely do. Oh, no, no you guys. Ukulele. <laughs> Uh, young bands collaborated with him. Uh, IDK collaborated with him. Trippy Red, I think. Did oh, some shit Landon with him. Cube. It, no, Landon Cube. I think it's him. No, Landon Cube is the guy on Little Skies. Right, but he actually like there was a recent song with Band Skies and Landon playing a little ukulele thing. It's definitely not Landon Cube. Okay. It's an older, a little, <laughs> little overweight guy who, who plays a ukulele okay. and rappers rap over that on Instagram. Yeah. And I think like just a collaboration of rapper and some kind of an influencer yeah. will start collaborating more on content. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I think, are the, are the next steps. Do totally. you think, um, and this could be off base, but do you think that labels and, and art and music companies are going to start hiring people not just to collaborate with influencers but become influencers or, or make these make these channels that end up having yeah. you know, 300,000 yeah, followers? I like, think so. Like that's something that you do already. Like, do you see? Do you see somebody bringing you on board and being like, "Yo, we actually want to have. Like, we don't just want these Instagram shoutouts. We want to have three Instagram accounts that we can do direct marketing for sure." Yeah, I think you definitely I mean? they're purchasing straight up, just purchasing accounts within right. the industry. I think that's one. What you said first, like making people into. Yeah, I think like Lil Tay is a great example. <laughs> she blew up off of Rollstar. Like that's what she did. Like Rollstar blows. They blow up personalities. Yeah, Lil Tay, Supreme Patty. Um, what's that other guy? Called? It's like influencer A and R almost. 
Yeah, I think I think definitely content being like this person could be big. Labels will do that, like create a personality, and then you can plug their own music in smart ways. I think that's a really that's I don't know if anyone's done it yet Mm because I just don't know what the behind the scenes are. Mm -hmm. But that's a yeah, it's a great one. I think that's if any label guy or Jordan (laughs) Chalmers or someone's listening to that, it's definitely something they should be doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jordan's the homie. Shout out Jordan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, I mean, you're seeing media companies start to do it. Even like Pure Wow, um, which is a women's media company owned by VaynerMedia, uh, it's built up like an army of these different Instagram accounts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They just found the cool names, at cocktails, right? Yeah. All this random stuff. Um, so I think it definitely makes sense. I mean, yeah, that, that whole, it's, it's so funny how big the, I feel like it's still at the, infancy of this kind of like shout out world and i feel like i mean it's literally like super manual like you look at how easy you can if you want to run a facebook ad campaign you go into power editor click a couple buttons you're getting hyper targeted measuring all this stuff right now if you want to run like a shout out campaign you're like digging through building a big ass list of all these pages dming everybody by hand yeah hoping they hit you back yeah yeah kick right like (laughs) Go into a different app, like Hi, build yeah. little teenagers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's like, a good part yeah. of it too. Like yeah. you saying this turned 99% of people off. They're like, I'm not doing that. For sure, for sure. Which is why I think it's still such an unexplored territory or area of like, that's why most people aren't. Because there's not. it's not easy. It's not out there. Like no one knows about this. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this, this leads yeah. right into one of our hot takes, right? Our, our hot takes, Ooh. I mean, we just say some shit. You can either agree or disagree. Just we just want to hear your opinion. Oh, so I got to agree and then I got to oh, give no, my opinion. No, I mean, just what's no, your just take say, on the hot take, bro? Yeah, uh, the hot take is... Cool take. Instagram shoutouts will become ineffective once tons of brands start to use them. Yeah. Saturation. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I also think they'll be more efficient the more people learn how to... No, that, yeah, I agree. Hot take, I agree. It's just saturation. It's blind demand. Right, right? for sure. Totally. No, I mean, I think that's the one of the cool things about the Vayner and, and Vayner Media's like positioning of like we tr- day trade attention because yeah. this might be like an underpriced opportunity now. I think it was cool to talk uh, when you sp- said like three years ago you were early on it with Bazanji and yeah. obviously helping grow your accounts. Yeah. Um, as more and more people start to use it, then it won't be as efficient for Definitely. sure. Definitely. But I think the more and more people understand how to use it, they're going to optimize more. And the people that are smart are going to be able to, you know, like right. that's going to happen. And I'm yeah. going to see your strategy. Like you're using a whole shit and I'm going to use it for myself. Right. And I'm noticing, oh, holy shit, it's working even better now if I do it the right way. But there's going to come a point where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I agree. Um, all right. Another hot take. Hot take. Hot take alert. <laughs> fuck all the other social platforms. Only IG matters. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just becoming such a powerhouse. No, if you're like building a business, yada yada, you can't be dependent on one platform. But like, if you're an artist and you have a limited amount of time and you're like trying to spend it smartly, Facebook you can go super viral on, but IG is just what we've seen in the past. It just fucking worked. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a hard question. Um, hard hot take. Yeah. Difficult hot take to digest. Yeah. So hot. So hot. I, I'm yeah. kind of lukewarm on that one. Uh, I don't know. I agree and disagree if that's an option. Depends on the depends on the situation. You know what I mean? For sure. Shout out Gucci Mane. Instagram shout outs are the most impactful use of media spend yeah. when trying to drive awareness around the artist. For sure. Or Instagram stories. Swipe ads. Right. For sure. 
That's it. That's it. For sure. Like, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. Instagram stories swipe ads. Yeah, like Instagram story ads. I've, like I've seen them, but I, 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 I've never really talked about or even delved into how effective they are. Yeah, they're just super. You, I've seen a hundred and they're all shit, which is why they're so effective. If you can create one that's good, which I'm actually going to do today. I'm about to do it right now. What? Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, but like actually, oh, Ryan Leslie just, Jesus Christ, he's so um <laughs> no but you know babin we're actually gonna create some today yes um instagram story swipe up anyone who can create um a good instagram story swipe up and target correctly is just gonna win so much that's awesome like a genuine ad that's captioned mm-hmm. it's like yeah what's popping we got a music podcast if you're into hip-hop and music swipe up and listen right I'm yeah. not trying to sell you, but like, I'd sure. swipe up if I were you. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it fun. I've never seen that. Right. Have you seen any good ad ever? Like, I think Tom had one good. Tom Billiou is like mm. the only good one I've ever seen. Yeah, before. yeah. Hi, I have a great, amazing video. Swipe right. up to change your life. Right, right. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to change sure. my life. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> for sure. With that, I mean, we're starting to go back towards like the, the content of the five C's and, and mm. creating awesome content there. Um, I want to go back and dive into what do you personally think good content looks like for artists? And obviously mm-hmm. it's one, it, there's no one size fits all for artists, but like you definitely found some things that work really well in basketball yeah. videos, right? Time and dunks with the beat drop. Yep. Like what are various trends or, or kind of themes within content? Freestyles, like that, freestyles, yeah. um, just sharing their personality, whatever, like Lil Nar is a great example. Like he had this funny ass video. He's a great skater. He look, he's like the new age Lil Wayne. Like, not musically, but like the way he looks and, and kind of what he does. He had one where he like lit his hand on fire with gasoline and like mm-hmm. he like lit a fucking joint by like lighting his, his hand, hand on fire. Like, yeah, like that kind of shit's interesting. Oh, he had a skate video when he was skating with like a fucking, I don't know, an AK or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. like just interesting. If you're good at something, you should be showcasing that. Um, just like everyday life. Like I love slow motion videos for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like if, if fucking Russ is a great, great at a trampoline and he'd do like a triple backflip in slow motion, that'd be fucking rad. Right. Um, Russ did a triple backflip? No, 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 hypothetically, uh, hypothetically Okay, I was about to say, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. That, that would Maybe be... Maybe not for Russ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, young hey, bro, bit, yeah. you did that, take it um, back. <laughs> I think just like, Outfit picks are obviously something that all the artists are doing right now. He's yeah. flexing their jewelry and outfit. I think Six Nine is doing it well. He's just speaking his mind. Like he's just a smart guy. He's just getting his shit out there, right? Uh, which is incredibly interesting. And just doing like viral shit, like fucking moonwalking through a puddle and like listening to whoever it was. Um, yeah, controversial stuff always works. Um, Instagram stories is a great way, to, like showcase like Gashi. Gashi, I don't know, Gashi, you know Gashi. Know, no. He signed with Rock Nation. Um, like he does a great thing of like on his stories, he always showcases fans who and Boogus, shout out Boogus, Boogus, Bugus, Boogus. I don't, I can never pronounce his name, but his music is dope as fuck. B u g u s. Um, signed with Diamond. So what he, what they both of them do is on their stories, they highlight their fan. Any anytime a fan mentions them or listens to their shit, they're like reposted. Yeah, it just once again creates that community feel. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. For normal shit, just like, yeah, just be interesting. I don't know. Like, write funny captions. Write what's on your mind. Like, yeah. yeah. How much? How much of that do you think is is documenting as opposed to strategic? I mean, I think everything's strategic to 
some shape or form. Um, I think Takashi is very much documenting, mm-hmm. but he's also being strategic because he knows it'll work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good question. I don't know the answer. We'll have to ask him. I think like Lil Nar is his manager. You know, I think his manager is telling him like this would be dope as fuck, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So it's a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like kid, these kids are getting better and better at social. Like Trippy Red. Um, little skies, young band, like they're they're like common. What's his fucking thing? Fourteen hundred or whatever it is. Like Trippy Red has this. Uh, he's like comment fourteen hundred. If I get twenty thousand comments, I'm gonna drop this thing on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Going bananas. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love that little tactic. Yeah, yeah. Just the but then it's comment like, on my last post if you want me to drop this new track or yeah. this, this it's very embarrassing when that when that doesn't, doesn't happen though. Yeah. I've seen I've seen people do it and guess way too high. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh well, it's not dropping. I guess it's dropping <laughs> next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or when it happens, it's like fuck. The track's not even ready. <laughs> yeah, or vice versa. Um, yeah, but now that's becoming like I think a little like not played cool, out. Played out, but like everyone's fucking doing that. So that's yeah. the next thing. And we did that four years ago. Like, right, our media account. So. I think what rappers should do is take a look at what media accounts are doing right now yeah. and then do it for them. Yeah. Seems like one thing that all these media accounts are doing right now is uh, DM this to 15 friends. Mm-hmm. You, you see, like, having other people DM content to other people is, like, weighted very highly yeah. in the, the algorithm right now? Um, more of, like... <clears throat> that's why I created all these DM groups is because DM culture is such a huge thing. Like, I never DM with my friends on Instagram. Right. Meaning, like, I don't have any groups. I do it all in text message. Yeah. Or uh, or Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Never Instagram. Mm-hmm. Actually, never. I don't even know why I said that. Never Facebook Messenger either. Yeah. It's just straight up iMessage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's huge in Instagram culture. Like, they send content to their 15 friends. Yeah. And they have to view it. Right. Like, it's something. They're like, ha, ha, look at this video. 15 people yeah. look at it and then comment on it. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's huge. Um, yep. um, to round things out, like... If you're talking to an emerging artist or the, their manager and you're really trying to help like break somebody, they have good music, they don't really have the following yet, but they are, are willing to put in what it's going to take, Like, what advice would you give to them? Instagram story ads creatively, create good music, like create a catalog first. Like That's got to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, collaborate with other big artists some way, somehow, just find a way to get someone on your on your tracks. Yeah. Like someone who you can then you can retarget ads to them, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge thing that people don't realize. When people come to me for advice, I'm like, one of the first things I ask is who are you collaborating with? Exactly. Like who you get in a studio with? Yeah. What's your, what's your network look Biggest like within thing. the music industry? Right. Biggest thing. You know? Find someone who's smart, so who's super connected, who you like, who right. invest in your growth, and then like have them do that and focus on your music. The number one advice is just focus on your music. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, yeah. If your shit's not flying, like, if your shit's not good, like, it's not going to work. Right. I do think collaborating but, is key, though, yeah. too. Yeah. Because I think collaborating is how you reach yeah, but, different audiences. Yeah, right? and, but, but, but Future will be may, way more inclined to collaborate with you if you're fucking dope. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. If your right. shit's well, right. Like, That's the foundation that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah. do that. Um, hit up, find quality, engage... Instagram accounts and like build relationships with them and like get good prices when you want to promote your shit. And like when you're promoting shit, don't just put one thing and like this is not going to work. Try to find find ways to always optimize whatever you're promoting, yeah. whether that's captioning your stuff or whether that's putting it into meme format 
or whether that's doing a freestyle instead of just doing your own shit, right. and then doing every other freestyle, every other your own shit because you don't want to be known as a freestyle rapper versus like your own art, independent artist. Right. Like you got to balance everything, but like always A, B test and optimize. Um, and yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Look at what other people are doing, what's working with them, try and replicate. Right. Don't copy, but like try and do your own thing. Right. Um, yeah, and then just be genuine, be your own persona, engage with fans, go to the five C's, do that, you yeah, know? Yeah. But like engaging with fans is something that a lot of people don't do. And I'm surprised. If you comment twice um, on your own Instagram posts, just as a big page, it'll literally look like you're responding to so many people. Because every time you scroll down the feed, oh, you see two comments from Lil Nar to a fan. You're like, wow, he really engages with your fans. Right, right, right. And like two people on 100 posts is like 200 comments. It takes no, no time at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the biggest things also. Yeah. Well, Elliot, man, thank yeah. you very much for Pleasure coming on. Pleasure to the music business, savage ass podcast. Seriously, Go. thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Good man. questions, good hot takes. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right. Should I ask you guys something? Like, who's your favorite artist out right now? I gotta get uh, I'm definitely fucking with uh, Valet a lot right now. That's a good I one. I feel like he's, uh, he's got signed to good music, has just a real unique sound. Seems like everybody's trying to bite his sound right now. Valet? Yeah, like Valet. Is that the guy who comments on every single fucking Instagram post? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen him be too yeah, active there. But it's also I, I fuck a. He's from Chicago. I grew up in Chicago, and then B. Yeah. I also have a lot of respect for his manager, this dude Andrew Barber. He started a, a hip hop blog in Chicago, and has become a literally like started. Mike Boyd. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Builds up a brand in Chicago by running this hip hop blog. Yeah, that put on all these different artists. This was like six, seven, eight years ago. Since then, has become a real, like, respected figure in the hip-hop community in Chicago, real time. What was the name? Chance Valet and Andrew Barber. Valet? Yeah, this yeah. is not the guy, but this is a guy? Um, yeah, Valet. Yeah, that's him. Huh. Um, yeah, super dope. Fuck with his music. Fuck with Buddy's album right now. Yo, me too. Buddy's album. I'm Preach. listening to Buddy's album a lot right now. It's crazy Buddy? how much. Buddy. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how much that's on repeat. Trouble on Central. Yeah. Buddy, the like official B-U-D-D-Y. Yeah, and yeah, never heard Instagram of him. handle too, at Buddy. Never heard of him. <laughs> I've literally never heard of him. Buddy, Check him out, man. We putting you on, Check bro. You putting us on, we putting you on. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. There it is. Buddy. And both of these are like under 100K, you know? But like they're about to Ready. pop, right? Exactly. And that's why they need like a good social man. Oh, now. he's co-signed like by Rocky. Like he's chilling with Rocky. Oh, he's out here. Ferg was on one of his biggest tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. I fuck with what's his name. Um, I'm gonna, So this is what I do with these guys. I'll listen to their music and if I fuck with it, like I'll DM them and be like, yo, if you ever need anything, hit me up. Like, yeah. That's what I did with Sheck yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, so we went to this party. You got this video. Yeah. You got this video. You sent it through. Bands. Yeah. Yeah. And now that's awesome. And then you're plugging stuff on your pages. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fun. So like it's just band. So there's three artists I've done it with: Young Bands, Sheck West, and Joey Fats, and there's one other guy. But they're all like we're all up and coming, and like I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they're not bigger yet. Oh, and T Shine, yeah, exactly, T Shine. That's who was at the the party, uh, who signed with a uh, a Young Thug with the Young Thugs label. And it's not me trying to be like, oh, like I'm gonna be able to get them before. It's like I right. fuck with their music, and if Build I can help them, yeah, like I'd sure. love to help them now versus when they're huge and don't care about it. Yeah. Like I'd love to put them on and like get them a thousand followers or uh, a million people listen to their song or whatever oh, now yeah. versus when, when they're huge. So sure. that's a huge thing. If, if you have a platform, make sure you're able to offer it to, right. to people who you believe in and like, you know, who need the exposure. Totally. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, man. Shout out Check West. Shout out Check West. And on that note, we out. Yeah. Peace. So that was great, man. Having Elliot on, you know, I think I think we both could learn a lot from some of the stuff that he's experienced and some of the people he's worked with, some of the accounts he's worked with. Um, So I'm definitely looking forward to sharing that with our audience. And uh, if you guys want to follow Elliot, you can follow him at E L I O T. If you want to follow me and Sam. You can follow me at J-O-R-D-A-N-C-H-U-D-E. At Sam Heisel, S-A-M-H-Y-S-E-L-L. And what really spoke to me from that episode, I think uh, Elliot's definitely been able to grow a really awesome and engaged following across his different accounts using a couple core tactics. I mean, the consistency, the, the content, really just want to reiterate that consistency aspect, right? You could create, I'd almost overweight consistency over content in his kind of 5C spectrum because, yeah, you can always refine the quality of your content over time, but I think you just got to take a lot of shots, right? If you're doing it consistently, you're going to improve, and that's what's going to enable you to really grow your community, grow your following, see what's working well, so that way you can make informed decisions around what to create more of. So whether you're an artist, a label, a manager, really don't overlook the the value of this social strategy here and really just try things. I mean, there's certain things that we definitely recommend that you need to to make sure you're trying when you're doing this. The consistency, collaborating with people, finding other influencers, engaging with other people's stuff. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, have fun with this, right? Find the different topics that you enjoy creating content around and over time through the consistency that will enable you to have a thriving online social presence. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And as always, uh, whenever you leave a review on the podcast, it helps us learn what you appreciate, what you want to hear more of. And it also helps us get the podcast in front of more people. So if you have a moment, don't hesitate to jump into the podcast app and leave a review. And on that note, thank you guys very much. We out.